Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mics. Today in the hot seat, we have Chloe Thomas. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Barrett. Thanks for having me on your show. Chloe, um, thanks for coming on Magic Mike. You know, it's a real privilege. Uh, I think today you're the third guest I have from London. Today, the whole day, I've been <laughs> recording everyone from London. It's interesting, you know, it's like day of um, Londoners in that sense. It's weird how, how we come in. I find the same thing with my show. Sometimes I've, I'm like recording all people from one country. It's like, how did this? This is very weird. <laughs> how did this all happen? Completely accidental. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's not planned. It's like, you know, it just happened. And I mean, Chloe, once again, thanks for coming on Magic Mike. Could you tell us more about your shows, you know, Keep Optimizing and the e-commerce master plan? Yeah, sure. So I've been uh, been podcasting since 2015, mm-hmm. which is when I launched e-commerce master plan, which is mm-hmm. a weekly interview show. And each week I interview a different retailer. So someone who's running an online store like a Shopify or a Magento, that sort of thing. And then in... Last year, in fact, 2020, I launched my second show, which is another weekly interview show. And this time we focus on a different marketing method each month. So we might focus on email marketing for a month or Google ads for a month. And during the course of the month, each week I interview a different expert in the field about a different angle. And then we pair that with a Q&A webinar at the end of the month where all the, theoretically, all the podcast guests come back, but it never quite always <laughs> happens. Um, and we just have a natter about mm-hmm. uh, about the subject in general. So uh, so two mm-hmm. quite different shows, basically targeting the same audience, though one's more for marketing managers and one's more for business owners. Gotcha. So it's, it's like, um, it is difference of um, seniority level, I would say, in that sense. Yeah. yeah. So about the setup that you use, you know, Mm-hmm. When in 2015, um, you know, what was the first setup you used and what is the current setup that you're using right now? I am still, in terms of hardware, I'm still on mm-hmm. the same setup. Although I, I have a new mic arm because the mm-hmm. old mic arm died in quite dramatic <laughs> fashion one day. Oh, no. um, so I have changed that, but I, that was one of the hardest things start, starting up was getting the hardware right. So I'm on a Heel PR40 mic right. um, and I've got... A Roland Duo Capture EX mixer that it's plugged mm-hmm. into that then USBs into the computer. And the mm-hmm. reason I've just hesitated as I said that is because I had to move something off it to see what it has because I just don't touch that bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I just le- I turn it on and off, but it's worked for the last six years, so we just leave mm-hmm. it there. <laughs> so it's just stationary in that that level. That's yeah. the perfect level. It works. We leave it alone. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, and how do you record your shows? I mean, what do you use a certain software or how? Well, like you, um, I use Squadcast. I've been using Squadcast awesome. for about about two years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we use started off with Skype. I hate Skype. Um, <laughs> then we went on to Zoom for a bit, right. but the ed- the editor hated Zoom. So, um, and that was both with both of those, I was recording with Camtasia. So the Mm -hmm. PC based video recording program. Um, and now we just, and then I did Zencaster for a bit, but didn't get Mm -hmm. on with that. Um, so now we have been Squadcast for the last two years. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a pretty good app. Zencaster as well, actually, um, uh, sort of like coming back into the picture. Uh, recently I came across an article where they actually invested in their software. 
and so they are introducing more audio video based kind of um setup and apparently their ui ux also improved um from what i understood so that's something i've always wanted to try my only i love squadcast i love squadcast my only issue with squadcast is it only allows four people at any one time now oh. riverside yeah riverside.fm allows eight similar setup but it allows eight so like these text i i think if squadcast allows more than four i think that's a game changer to be very honest yeah i think the the all my shows are usually just me and one guest occasionally mm-hmm. i'll have two guests the numbers things never been an issue the one mm-hmm. um the one problem i do have sometimes with squadcast is despite the fact i tell the guests in tedious detail what tech to use to access it they yeah. try and access it via an ipad using the safari <laughs> browser and you're like well yeah if you'd have if you'd have emailed me the second you had a problem i could have told you that's not going to work and we could have saved exactly. 10 minutes of both our lives but um exactly but yeah that's that's a challenge but i would rather they hmm. kept that it working on the platforms it works on and the audio quality and it working so well then they compromise something in order exactly. to make it work on something else um mm-hmm. because it's never stopped me from being able to record with someone it might have just meant mm-hmm. we had to rearrange so yeah that's that's my only minor right mm-hmm. and where do you host these uh, shows where where do you host these um, um, well quite retro i used to host everything on soundcloud for the first kind mm. of 3 years because it was cheap and the player was pretty. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, I was kind of like, well, people are using Libsyn and then they're having a second plugin to do this. I was like, oh, let's just have something that's got a pretty player. I couldn't, I couldn't see any reason to go to Libsyn instead of um, SoundCloud. And then um, a friend of mine, Mark Asquith, launched Captivate FM um, a couple of years ago now. And shortly mm-hmm. after they launched, we've moved over to Captivate and now all the shows um i'm involved with the two i the two i run and others that i that i present on um they're all on captivate which i just find a really user-friendly marketing focused platform so yeah we're on captivate nice nice so um you know you mentioned earlier about editing you the editor Mm -hmm. doesn't like zoo so does this mean that you're outsourcing your editing or have you tried editing it yourself i i'm someone who likes to do things themselves even if they're planning on outsourcing it. And when I recorded my first episodes, I bought Adobe something or another, and I spent about three hours trying to learn the language, gave up, had a hissy fit, and hired someone to edit for me. So, um, so yeah, I outsourced my editing and have done since, uh, since, since day one. As a podcaster, I you know we face a lot of challenges. What has been the biggest challenge for you as a podcaster? I think the the number one is that I I have the time, the money and the resources to invest heavily in the marketing of my show. But I cannot find any way of concretely proving that if I invest money here in this form of promotion that it leads to new listeners and the right new listeners, which you know I I ran a Google Ads agency for 10 years. Um, I work with e-commerce businesses. We're used to tracking everything and justifying to the actual sales value or the customer lifetime value our traffic spend. So partly that's my own need for accuracy, but it's also, 
you know, what my website, 80% of visitors to my websites are on desktop. My audience are not visiting my stuff on mobile. So even if, so my advertising needs to happen where they are, which is on desktop, but I bet you any money that 80% of them are listening on a mobile. So, so it's even a device shift and it's possibly a work account to a personal account shift. You know, because they're looking at my stuff whilst they're sat at the desk at work and then they're loading it onto their personal Apple exactly. subscription. So, mm. so I get the challenge of, of reconciling all these things, but I just mm. wish that there was a solution. So it's like, actually to identify that um, um, potential, are they actually converting to a mobile mm. or, you know? Right, right, right. Okay. Is, is okay. that the only problem? Because I think you mentioned there was a second problem. Yeah, and then the, the other problem I have is is mm. guests, which has always been a problem, but always in a different way. So mm-hmm. at the very beginning, back in 2015, the problem was finding people who would be a guest. That was a nightmare. Now, the problem is that I must get 10 people getting in contact a week asking to be on the show. Right. And... I don't like to be rude to people. I like to reply to all of them, even if they are trying to come on and talk about Bitcoin investment, which is right, clearly right. not relevant to my shows. <laughs> or they want to talk about how they run their yoga retreats or systemizing right, right. a coaching business. It's like, you're not relevant, please. But I'm sorry, you can't come on. And some some people get really belligerent with it. So it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time to deal with. Oh, I, right. yes, I, I have people who come back multiple times saying, but I think I am relevant. Do your audience not want to know how to how to live a better life? Well, they probably do, but they're not tuning into my book. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I, I can't keep, you know, we, we've built right. systems and processes to try and make this as easy as possible to say no, because I find it difficult at the best mm-hmm. of times. But that, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy to whittle through who's good and who's bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you kind of get to the point where like, well, if all I'm ever doing is saying yes to the people who ask, I'm probably ending up with the same people as everyone else has got. Mm-hmm. So all that time you spend saying no to people, you can't spend finding the awesome different guest that makes your content stand out differently. So it's, 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 a, it's a challenge, I think. And I think, I think it always will be. And I think it's good that it's a challenge because the content is so crucial, but it's still frustrating. It, it's in a way like finding the perfect m- match in that sense, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like, because for example, Magic Mike, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking to podcasters, not podcasts, um, you know, those who appear on um, public mm-hmm. speaking platforms. So there's a huge difference. I, I need someone, um, you know, I'm speaking to podcasters who, who's gone through that experience of podcasting, yeah. who, you know, th- there's a huge difference in, I completely agree. I, I completely understand the point you're coming from, like those who think that it's relevant, but it's not. It's yeah, not. It's, like, it's not. It's not. It's really sweet of you to say so, but you <laughs> yeah. know, it's it's no. You're not relevant for my show. And it, you know, sometimes, occasionally, people mm. get really arsy, and it's like, really, I've been mm. really polite. I, I think I have anyway. <laughs> and I've, mm. you know, <laughs> how many times can I tell you that you know how to run a golf club is not relevant to my audience? <laughs> it's crazy so chloe in this past year i know i've seen a lot of apps coming up many apps like squadcast was one Mm -hmm. of it riverside.fm descript clubhouse um, uh, fireside you know all these apps are coming up for podcasting and podcasters 
has there been any one app that has excited you so much like has there been that one app which has excited you um i think clubhouse has a lot of potential but i despite it being on my list of play with clubhouse on my list since the first week of january and i do have a login i still haven't even joined a chat yet <laughs> which i i put down to two things one it's been a really busy start to the year right, but right. also as an introvert kind of one of the things I love about podcasting is it is one way traffic, yeah. you know, and the commitment of having to do a live thing. Anyway, I could, I could waffle about that for a while. I will at some <laughs> point, I'm sure have a go with Clubhouse. Um, the one, uh, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that's, that's truly exciting me at the moment. I'm, I, I, I'm a big fan though of an, of an app that will save time and make processes more efficient. So you know, the, a lot of the audiogram apps. So we've tried Headliner. Mm. We use Get Audiogram. That makes things a lot easier. Um, we're also, I'm, I'm personally dealing with the transcripts. Should we, shouldn't we? How do we do it? The legalities mm. of, you know, making it accessible and or the ethics of making it accessible, I suppose. And we're using a tool called Happy Scribe that does AI transla- uh, transcription. But... I then have one of my VAs go through it and correct mm. it. And then I prove mm. their corrections and then we do it. So I do sometimes wonder if actually we'd be better off <laughs> just paying a transcriber. Um, but it's those sort of things. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think if I, I find it very exciting, all the apps that are coming up, but I try not to get invested in too many. I try to focus mm-hmm. on the ones that solve problems I've got rather than elsewise. In in terms, you know, um, you mentioned about promotion earlier as a problem mm. as well. How do you actually currently promote your shows? You know, what method do you use? Currently, the one I probably invest most time, money and team time in is social media because mm. there's certainly some kind of correlation. <laughs> it's very hard to track, but there's some kind of correlation and it. I think it helps with brand awareness anyway. And mm. over the last kind of six, nine months, we've been trying to streamline and up the quality of that. So that's been a bit of big focus. Um, the the aim this year, now we've kind of got the social media ticking over, is to start looking more at paid marketing, so right, advertisement okay. of the show. So we're currently running a test on Overcast, advertising mm-hmm. on Overcast for for one of the shows. Um, I'm doing some Google ads tests on one of the shows, which seems to show an, an increase in plays of the show trailer, which I think right. is a fairly good indication, hopefully, that they're turning mm. into actual listeners. Um, so I think we might be rolling that one out. And then I'm quite excited by um, ads on Spotify. I want to have right. a look at and. We socially, we do very well on LinkedIn, although that seems to be in front of an audience of people who sell to e-commerce businesses rather than e-commerce businesses themselves. But of course, mm-hmm. they recommend and they they are, have the trust of a lot of clients. So I'm so I'm considering trialing some ads on um, on LinkedIn as well. So we're kind kind of trying to work out where to put the cash yeah, to right. drive it. Is is the next step? Gotcha. So I have this question where. If let's say there's this app, you know, this magical app, let's call it a magical app, <laughs> and it does that one thing to solve your problem, mm-hmm. what would that app be? That would be an app that 
I guess works a bit like Chartable's smart links in that that's, that's a, a tool, an app that's out there to try and help you tag traffic. So as you can see, someone clicked this link and then they listened to an episode. But that goes, I can't send someone to my website to do that. Mm -hmm. So I send them to a page that's got links through to players. So it's kind of missing out part of the journey, I think. Mm -hmm. So something which I can use to track from a Google ad, Google search, as someone searches on e-commerce podcast, they click on my ad, come to my website. Do they then become a subscriber? Which is probably completely pie in the sky and impossible. Um, uh, you know, I could list probably 10 reasons why I suspect it's impossible, <laughs> but that that would be the magic app for me, something that could track the impact of the marketing. And then, of course, that would probably help um, sponsors track the impact of the sponsorship, which I think is quite closely right. aligned to that problem as well. It's like, it's, it, it effectively, it's like a Google Analytics, but sort of like a more in-depth, um, more streamed. Yeah. It's, it's a very... It's a very um, very detailed in depth uh, mm. where it takes you from point A to point B to point BB, point CC. You know, it's like it tracks everything. Yeah, but, but everything. like I said, I suspect it's it's quite difficult. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, possibly impossible <laughs> because it's a bit like saying, you know, in my world, you're a fashion retailer and you're tracking someone to the point where they buy, mm -hmm. but then also tracking whether they keep the product or they return it and how many times they then wear it. Right. Which is, I mean, possibly possible with RFID tags and Bluetooth yeah. tracking or something. Not Bluetooth tracking, something else. But anyway, um, it, yeah, I think it's possibly impossible, but that would would be amazing. But that would then be amazing for everyone. So, oh, maybe I don't want that to become possible <laughs> because then people who put less effort in would be able to make bigger games. I don't know. Maybe that, that's the competitive podcaster in me. <laughs> Chloe, that's that's like a very you know awesome insightful chat that we just had. You know, it's like I didn't even realize that it's been like almost. 15 20 minutes since we mm. got into it so it's it's quite delightful and quite insightful to what a podcaster like you are actually thinking of like tracking is an issue you, you mm. want tracking to be you know more streamlined in that sense i would say so as a wrap-up question as a final question i asked all podcasters who come on what did you have for breakfast this morning <laughs> I had overnight oats for breakfast this morning with some banana on top and I think uh, probably some chia seeds in there as well. I don't know. I make mm. the mix on a Sunday and then just mm. make it every night. And by the time we get to the Thursday, uh, as it is now, I've pretty much forgotten what I put in my mix for the <laughs> week. But it was very tasty. The banana was nice. Awesome. Awesome. Chloe, thank you for coming on Magic Mike. I hope the listeners had a good, insightful listen. And I hope you had fun coming on the show as well. Thanks, Barry. It's been a lot of fun. It's always nice to talk podcasting. I don't get to do it often enough. So thank you very much for inviting me on. Thank you, Chloe.